0: Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge.
1: Welcome on to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown, and we are into October today, uh, as uh, we record this, and it means uh, just a couple of weeks to go to the Ironman World Championships on the Big Island. Uh, I'm loving seeing all the posts uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram uh, of people arriving on the Big Island, but leaving wherever they're uh, they're leaving from, heading to the Ironman World Championships. I tell you what, serious, serious FOMO, but uh, loving the updates. If you are heading to Kona or if you're there already, uh, keep those updates coming. Uh, We love, absolutely love, love, love seeing them. Coming up on today's podcast, we're going to be chatting some nutrition. We head back uh, to touch base with Bob McRae to find out about some of the things he's done uh, from a nutrition point of view to uh, improve his Ironman performance. And I must tell you, uh, it's not the the best of topics to to mention, but uh, we have introduced uh, advertising here on the Kona Edge over the last few months, and uh, I have been getting some pushback We've been doing this podcast for the last couple of years, uh, and obviously we need to try and uh, make it self-sufficient, that it does fund itself, uh, and advertising, unfortunately, is uh, the way we've had to go. So uh, I am giving you the option, though, if you would like to access the commercial-free or the ad-free feed of the Kona Edge, you can. All you need to do is become a patron, okay, Uh, and uh, it's literally a cup of coffee. Buy me a cup of coffee a month and uh, get yourself the ad free feed of the Cone Edge. If you'd like to find out more, just head over to thekonaedgecom forward slash support uh, and you can uh, sign up there and you can access the commercial free feed straight away. So, uh, all the juicy bits, uh, just the in- uh, the interviews, that's what you'll get uh, on that feed. So, head over to thekonaedgecom forward slash support. Today's Coach's Corner is brought to you by Coach Parry Triathlon Coaching. With a passion for high-performance sport, Lindsay Parry is one of South Africa's most widely recognized and respected coaches. Having led a team to the London and Rio Olympic Games, Lindsay has coached both triathletes and runners onto podiums of some of the world's most illustrious races. Lindsay has the unique ability to understand what it takes to succeed at any level and thrives on coaching, motivating and inspiring others to do the same. To find out more about working with Coach Parry, head over to theconaedge.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, if you're a coach or if you have a coaching business and you'd like to get a plug on the podcast, head over to theconaedge.com forward slash coaching. Bob, well, on your nutrition. It's something that you've had to work particularly hard at, uh, particularly uh, following your, your story with the Lyme Lyme disease and and uh, the issues that that's created with with regards to gut flora. It's uh, probably something you work harder at than than most.
0: Yeah, you know, there's it's it's a really hot topic, um, nutrition. You know, I see, and it's often younger guys, <laughs> and they're so capable. And you know, some of these guys, they're just, you know. Um, they're younger, but I, I look up to them because of their athletic uh, prowess. Um, and 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 you know, I'm thinking of two guys in particular who talk about donuts and ice cream. And somebody had just posted something on Facebook about um, this article about eating clean and how 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 nutty it was. But that article was written by another 30 year old. <laughs> you know, it's different when you're you're 48 and you probably haven't treated your body as well as they have. So. You know, over the last few years, I've definitely learned that um, I have to treat my, my body better. Uh, and, and it just might be that my genes aren't very good or something. And, and as a result, I have to, you know, I to treat my body better by the food I put in. And, you know, last year uh, was an interesting year in that it was a great uh, year for me athletically and triathlon. But it was also a great struggle because I ended up finding I had a parasite. Um, probably was in the, in the May time frame. Um and I was just, you know, trying to prepare for Ironman Boulder in August and things weren't going very well. Um so I started working with this group called Nourish Balance Thrive based out of um uh Santa Santa Cruz, California and you know their first intervention was go on whole, you know, do the whole 30 diet and um at that time, you know, I I had a I thought a pretty healthy diet um but then, you know, whole 30 is uh, you know the biggest changes were getting rid of uh, dairy and gluten, all the grains uh, and all the legumes. Um, you know my wife's vegetarian, so we rely on legumes quite a bit. Um, dairy was tough because I, you know, ended up having a you know glass of milk and at night every night and in you know, my coffee, you know, heavy cream, lots of butter, lots of cheese, sour cream, burritos, you know, <laughs> and so it was a. Uh, you know, at that time, I was 155 pounds, uh, which was my normal race weight. But I ended up you know, reluctantly going on Whole 30 and doing it, and I lost five pounds uh, in a week. So I was a it was very lean, and it was healthy lean um, within a, you know just that first week. And it 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 really I think helped me. You know, for now a year, I've I've been for the most part gluten and dairy free. Um, and as a result, my, my, my diet's far more diverse and, and I'm sure healthier. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's also influenced, I think, how I prepare for races, you know, where, when I first started doing Ironman, I started looking into the idea of fat loading or carb restriction. Um, and I did that, I think probably even for my first Ironman, I did, um, and it was very stressful. It was on, on your body. I mean, it's like you're looking at crumbs on the ground of like some piece of toast, and you're, <laughs> you're ready to get on your hands and knees and eat it. You know that sort of level of stress. But in the change of my diet when you go to more you know better quality carbs, uh, and I'm talking like kale and and vegetables, you know, instead of like breads it's far easier to restrict in fact you don't even really need to restrict your carbs so much and we can talk about that a little bit more um if you like but yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely improved my diet over over the years um, for the better.
1: As far as the the whole thirty and and the the, the change you've seen, you also mentioned that you had uh, huge gut flora issues, and, and obviously that comes with its own set of of GI issues compounded from that. Have you found that that's really improved your, your the state of your gut during racing and and training? Um, you know,
0: I, I I'm I'm not entirely sure, and I, I've actually had a lot of trouble with. When I've had bad races, it's because of it's my gut. And and it's usually, you know, it usually manifests on the run, um, you know, all that sloshing around. And if your gut's not good, you know, some people can run through diarrhea. Uh, I don't mean like literally run through someone else's diarrhea, but they can have diarrhea and they're able to keep going. I don't know how they do that. I, I just, when I have GI issues, um, even just like nausea or, or whatever, bloating, I. My body starts shutting down, and I, I can't perform. I mean, I saw that at Kona last year. Um, I thought I had everything figured out, um, and I'm sure it was better than before. But it might just be the combination of heat, and, and it might be actually I had something else still sitting in my gut that I was dealing with. But you know, I couldn't get keep my heart rate elevated. You know, but but it didn't. I was I was in good shape for uh, Boulder last year, which is why I thought I had it figured out. You know, I went, I went into that race with a lot of, um, fasted workouts, a lot of workouts where, I mean, extreme carb restriction or strategic carb restriction. You know, my breakfast going into my 100 mile rides was, um, almost entirely fat. And then after the 100 mile rides, I'd have, um, some good protein and fat. And then a little bit later that I'd have a very good quality, um, lunch in terms of carbohydrates, like a salad or something like that. Um. And, you know, I I remember at Boulder, I started getting hungry on the bike at mile 40. Um, And that was, you know, people say, oh, wow, that that sounds scary. And it was a little scary, but it was a breakthrough race. I mean, it it was perfect. My gut was never a problem at Boulder. Um, It was only fatigue in the last six miles that was, you know, that slowed me down a little bit.
1: Talk to me about this, the the cutting carbs and, and, and fueling. Sort of a, a, a long ride like that just on, on fat. You you're thinking behind it and, and what would a, a typical breakfast be before before a ride like that or a long session like that?
0: Yeah, so I I would uh, prepare my breakfast the night before, um and it's like a chia pudding. So chia seeds, hemp seeds, um uh half a can of coconut milk and about a couple of blueberries and a water in a I think it was a quart mason jar. You'd fill it up throw it in the refrigerator, and I'd literally almost drink it. Um, I mean, just wouldn't use a spoon, but just literally drink it on the way to the workout. And it was probably, I think it was uh, 35, ca- uh, 35 grams of carbs, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. It's probably even less than that. I should look it up now, but it's, it's you know, very light carbs. Um, it's just the blueberries, which are probably relatively high quality. Uh, no sweeteners of any sort. And, you know, I'd get on my ride, uh, I think it'd probably be mostly water for the first 40 miles. And then I'd probably start using like, um, you know, just a standard type of drink, either whether it be EFS, uh, you know, carbs and some aminos or or um, um, what you can, the, you know, the super starch um, experimenting with uh, with can last year. But usually a 100-mile ride, I would consume, I don't know, maybe 400 calories you know, over that, that long ride.
1: And how would that translate into an Ironman race? I mean, would you approach an Ironman the, the same way? or what, What's your sort of nutrition strategy on race day?
0: What I was preparing myself for was um, to, uh, to get to the, to the run and, and not have a, a you know, jammed stomach whether it be water or whatever. I mean, if you, you're if you're pushing and you can't you know, process what you're putting in your stomach, then you're not going to be able to run. And so I was actually preparing myself to be able to, um, do the whole ride without any calories. And I got pretty close. I mean, I did several hundred uh, rides with a hundred calories or so, just enough to keep your brain <laughs> functioning. Um, and you know, I would, uh, on race day though, um, I would, and I would practice this in other workouts. I would actually process some normal amount of calories and the normal amount. I think I ended up, uh, it was like 200 calories an hour Boulder last year was what I ended up doing. And I think it was the right amount because like I said, I was hungry at mile 40. And I, I think that that hunger trigger means that you're burning fat and that's you know, ideally what you want to be doing in an Ironman and especially on the, on the ride.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, an issue that we can delve into in a, in a lot more detail here on the Cone Edge in the future. But, uh, Bob, unfortunately, we are out of time. Thanks for for joining me today. Much appreciated. I I love sharing your story, and uh, best of luck. Uh, we look forward to, to following your progress in the weeks, months, and years to come. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Cone Edge. Much appreciated, and uh, I look forward to sharing another incredible story with you tomorrow. Keep those iTunes reviews coming, by the way. We uh, have been getting tons of them, over 300 five-star, which is uh, which is pretty cool. And we're giving away another entry into an Ironman at the end of this year. So just over six weeks to go uh, until entries close for that one. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, please do. Uh, it only takes uh, a couple of minutes. And what that does is it just helps bump us up in the rankings. Uh, so more triathletes just like you can find us and it helps us grow our numbers as well. And as a thank you for leaving us a review, uh, I'll put your name into a draw. And I'll be paying for somebody to race an Ironman. And uh, yeah, all you need to do is head over to KonaEdge.com forward slash win to find out more.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media.
1: Simply search for The Kona Edge.